Brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with Greg Romero Wilson, Ween Dog, waiting for CB Gold to come in. We got, we got the hey. OG crew is back. It's going to be a great show. We got James Vick is going to be uh, stopping by, as well as Johnny Case, two badass fighters, uh, two underrated fighters, too. Um, especially, uh, I mean, I, know, I don't know if uh, James Vick's still fighting. We'll ask him about that. But Johnny Case is a guy who's like, He's right there. He's easily a UFC caliber fighter. He fought in the UFC. He had a couple a couple bad breaks, but I think he lost like a split decision to to Rocco or something. Or maybe it was a unanimous. But great fighter. Um, uh, CB's here. Excited about that. I want to thank Speedweed. Marijuana is legal in California. Make sure that you get it delivered right to you at Speedweed.com. Don't leave your house during the pandemic. The numbers are going up. Okay. Whether you believe it or not, the numbers are going up. Whether you believe why, it's a whole different debate for a whole different podcast. But uh, <laughs> definitely, uh, you know, that's the thing, man. Like, people are like, Don't, what are you wearing? Everyone's like wearing a mask. Other people are like, I'm not wearing a mask. I, I, I'm going to wear a mask it, at the very least just to not piss people off. Mm-hmm. You know, and just to not cause a problem. You know, definitely going to err on the safe side. But also, if it's making someone else feel uncomfortable, wear the fucking mask now granted when, when i walk my dog and there's nobody on the, the block i'll take the mask off i'm not gonna walk with i'm not gonna wear a mask if no one's around like the entire block but if you're going somewhere where there's people around wear a mask just, just don't just, just don't be difficult everybody wants to be difficult not everybody but some people people at least i'm watching on like world star anyway so greg i can't see you is greg romero here might have closed the app all right, so Greg left. I guess uh, he's wearing a mask for the whole show uh, on his thing. CB, how are you? Good, man. No complaints. Yeah, Ween Dog, how are you? There he I'm, is. I'm great, dude. I've been back up on my YouTube channel. I changed the name to the Joe Perez Show. I'm doing like weekly videos where I talk about news, politics. Probably get an understanding of where my political opinions lie. But if you want to go check it out, maybe I'll get a kick out of it. I'm getting some good views. I got 185 views in my last video, so things are looking nice. fa- fairly positive. That's what I'm talking about. So I got a I got a crazy story. So I took my daughter to the park last week, Greg, the park that we went to, with the turtle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kenneth Hahn, the turtle. Look, Greg, turtles. Yes. Look, look, there's a duck and turtles. Which I look, I don't see that many turtles everywhere. So I wanted to point out that there were turtles and ducks <laughs> and koi fish. Meanwhile, I'm 48 years old, I've seen the fucking turtles. Meanwhile, there's like there's like a, a lake where there's all kinds of koi fish and another huge lake where you're fishing. The koi fish lake literally signs everywhere saying, do not fish. Of course, some two idiots have their fishing rods there. And I'm like, are you guys really going to fish here? And then, like, and then, and then I, be- I walked away. I became like the Karen of the park. But I don't care because it's like just fish where you could actually – I mean, you could literally put your hand in there and grab a fish. Like at least they have some talent. Right. But anyway, so I'm with my, my daughter – and uh, we're, we're out there, and this little bunny comes. And this bunny's hopping around, little white little bunny. And I'm like, okay, you know, be careful. It's a wild rabbit. Maybe it'll bite or anything. Thing comes right up to my foot and just sits on my sneaker. 
I'm like, and then these little kids come over and start petting it. So I realized this was not a wild bunny. Somebody left this bunny here to, you know, they had too many pets, maybe too many bunnies. Right. So I'm like, all right, now I got to take home the bunny. So now we have a bunny, uh, part of our family. We have three cats, a dog, and a bunny. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> the bunny's awesome. Uh, it just keeps growing on accident. I think it's a girl. My wife's like, we bring it home. My wife loves rabbits. She used to have a rabbit as a kid. And she's like, so she goes, we go to the Petco, we get the, the cage and the hay and the thing. And we get all the, you know, we spend like $500 worth of <laughs> And then she, I go, is it a boy or a girl? She's like, I don't know. Blow on its groin area. Not like like blow it, but like blow, blow so the fur right. moves. I'm like, I, I, I don't know the bunny that well. Uh, it's had a rough day. I'm not about to blow <laughs> Not today. Maybe Listen, later this week. So now the bunny, my, my, my dog is blind. The, the bunny literally like hops on him. He doesn't know what's going on. And the cats, we're worried about the cats eating the bunny, right? Because, you know, it's a new thing. So my, my cat comes over. They go nose to nose. And my cat runs away. And the thing is like this big. It's a baby. It's like a month old. This baby bunny is now running the house. So that's the, I don't know. That's the, the wild times here. That's cool. Hunter residence. Um, how was your week, Greg? You know, uh, it was, it was, uh, I tried to, here's what happens when I try to get healthy. <laughs> I, I got up Sunday morning and uh, you know, Sunday for me, I'm going to eat whatever the fuck I want on Sunday. So I thought, you know what, today I'm going to go for a bike ride first, try and get my energy up, at least burn a few calories before I then go crazy. And so I went, uh, I went for a lot, you know, it was cloudy. It was cool. I rode, you know, went for a bike ride, you know, whatever. I don't know, I don't know how far I go. I don't know. I was out there about 45 minutes. And I come back and I ride my bike quite frequently these days, you know, because it's been nice. And so uh, I come inside and then I do the thing that I always do, which is I, I have to lift the bike and carry it up a flight of stairs to my apartment. And I, I did nothing differently than anything else. <laughs> But somehow, when I put that bike down, my back was like, uh, you have back and I just went, ah, ah, and just like, I, I locked up, it was the worst, and I didn't do anything, it's not like I, it was, like, like, it got away from me for a second, and I pulled or stretched, like, nothing, all I did was just set it back down. So how, how'd, you, how'd, you, how'd you fix your back? Did you? Uh, well, luckily, it's so funny because yeah, uh, Sunday, coincidentally, was the first day that the massage parlors were back open, mm. and um, and actually, I had I had uh, scheduled massages for both Summer and I for Sunday morning at eleven fifteen. So, uh, so I went and got a massage, which I, I may have made it worse. I, I don't know. Yeah, um, I went to a chiropractor who was a comedian one time. Who fucked up my back oh. ten times? Never go to anything as a part-time comedian. Anybody who says he's a part-time comic, doctor, fireman, police yeah. officer, it means they don't really want to be where they are right now. Yeah, really fucked up my back that did, time. Could you um, not find a lawyer comedian who's going to try and negotiate with you to laugh? I've seen a couple of lawyer comics. And There's the a worst. bunch of lawyer comics. Dimitri Martin all... was a lawyer. Vince yeah. August became a judge. He he was a lawyer. There's lots of. Former, Greg Giraldo was a lawyer. There's a lot of former lawyers. Wow, really? Yeah, but most yeah. Of them, actually, most of them suck. And all I could think about is imagine <laughs> hiring a lawyer to actually, you know, do your case. And then at night you go to a comedy club, you see a guy bombing on stage with the most, I'm like, that must have been like, I, I know so many lawyers that were terrible because they just started 
comedy. They were terrible at the beginning. Almost every comic's gonna be terrible at the beginning. Now, remember in New York though, the worst ones in New York were the guys from the, the stock market guys. Oh who yeah. thought they were real funny. You know, and and decided they were like Sal Gavinelli, so you know Sal, the stockbroker on the on Howard Stern. Yeah. You know, he used to try to go out and do stand-up shows, and it was disastrous every time. And there, but there was one guy. I remember this one guy. He was like a day trader, and he really thought "Suck My Nasdaq" was genius. <laughs> so much so that before his first set, he printed. Like 10,000 t-shirts that uh, said, suck my NASDAQ. And that was going to be his catchphrase as the day trader comment. <laughs> I'm pretty sure somewhere he still has about 9,998 nine, uh, 9, of those fucking t-shirts. I, I, I knew a guy who had a dildo. He was a day trader and he'd come out with a dildo. He'd hold it by his crotch and go, I'm very excited to be here. <laughs> that was like his opening... <laughs> <laughs> Greg, Greg, I feel like you should buy like a hundred symbols from Guitar Center. This is when you're high just, on coke or something for the day traders. Dude, yeah. one of my first gigs, one of my first gigs ever. I opened up for this magician. We were like, we we were like going down in the south, like to like West Virginia. Man, you guys all froze on my end. It was my first road gig ever, and uh, it was a magician I opened for, and we do this all black room. And he whips out this like black life-size puppet named Sonny. And it was all black. It was the most racist shit I've ever seen in my entire life. I was ready to, I, I was like, I'm, I'm going back home. This, is, this, this guy's gonna get lynched. This is fucking terrible. This guy's gonna get killed by this fucking crowd right now. So yeah, this it was, uh, it was terrible. There, One time I was showcasing for a club. I was showcasing for, and, and which, you want to just do your best set when you're showcasing for a club. But I, but during the first show, there were the le these lesbians in the audience that I was just kind of having fun with and making fun with. And they were awesome and hilarious. So then between shows, we're drinking and we're laughing and the, one of the lesbians keeps rubbing her like leg up against mine. And I realized it feels like there's a dick in her pants. And I realized that, I realized that that's what she's doing. I'm like, do you have a fucking dick in your pants? And she goes, and she unzips her pants and she had a dildo in her fucking pants. I'm like, you're fucking out of your mind. You wore the dildo to the comedy club? So then I'm like, then they're like, Greg, you're going on for the second show. And I'm like, you know, to do my little, you know, my little, you know, feature guest spot I was doing to showcase. And I'm like, oh, you got to come back in with me. And so in my mind, I thought it was genius. I was going to bring her back on stage. I brought her back on stage and had her whip out the dildo. Oh, my Thinking God. the audience was going to go wild. And the exact opposite happened. That's you know, everyone was like, what the fuck? And people don't realize. Like, awful. I'm like 20-something years in the game. I think so many of these comics that are getting called out or Me too or whatever, they didn't have to go through all the fucking shit that we went through. So they don't appreciate what they have when they get there. So many comics get success early and they don't, I, I, man, like for example, my first year in a comedy, I was literally plunging toilets to New York comedy club to do, yeah. to do a spot on the midnight show on the Puerto Rican show, only white comic in this small room. And the crowd hated me and I sucked. But I, but that, but that was like my, 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 my pay to, for plunging the toilets was a spot yeah. with a bomb. And I remember this comic goes on and he's wasted and he won't get off. And this other, the guy hosting goes, "You won't get off." So they're like, they're like, just we'll grab the mic from him. So he goes up to grab the mic from him while the guy's on stage. 
the comic lets go. Then the host hits himself with the microphone, right? He thinks he got punched. <laughs> so he punches the comic. They start fucking like hockey oh. fighting. The whole crowd runs out, going, the comics are fighting each other. <laughs> Nobody pays the bill. <laughs> fucking lights come on. The cops get called. I'm supposed to go next, right? I'm like, fuck, I'm not going on. <laughs> and now you're next to me. <laughs> but then the comic goes, well, I'll go on, and takes my spot. While, while the fucking cops are going on, the comic's doing material. Like, that's how fucking shitty. Uh, anyway, uh, BB, how are you doing, man? I'm good. I literally, as always, have nothing to report. There's not a lot going on, so it's... Ah, welcome to Mary Life, life man. Much. Welcome to married life. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> well, I will. I will say I, I did have to see the chiropractor a few times last few weeks. I didn't do anything, but I woke up with a pinched nerve in my neck, and I couldn't move for like four days until the chiropractor turned my my head and nose about 180 degrees, and I started feeling better. So, CB Silver, how's our life going with you? Uh, I want everybody to know <laughs> it's. Things have been so great for me. I, uh, I recently um, built my own octagon uh, in my bathtub. It is pretty amazing. <laughs> I've, sub I've submitted my own cock and balls like three, four times now. Record times, I said records. I mean, you know, my grandfather gave me $30,000 to build a bathtub octagon. And so that's what I've been doing. And, uh, I, and that's how I actually, that's how I injured my neck. I gave myself an Oma Plata. Uh, while uh, while in the bathtub. Impressive. <laughs> Congratulations. That is, uh, <laughs> All right. That's right. Down at CB Gold's Golden Gold. Don't even bring that silver shit in here. <laughs> Classic. Uh, I missed Classic. the CB Gold. I love we haven't, so we haven't reopened yet, Greg. We're not open again yet. We haven't reopened. All right. Because you got, you got, you know, CB's Gold and Golden Gold got hurt during the, the, the riots. You got looted. Yeah. They stole all the good graphs. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> all right, let's talk about some of the fights that happened over the weekend. So, uh, Kay Hansen, by the way. So here's a girl who's been on our show five, six times. You know, I was a fan of her when she was 18 years old. There was a girl, like, she had like one fight in Invicta, but there was something about her I liked. I mean, first of all, she's like this cute little Southern redneck Trump supporter who lives in Southern California. So, and uh, I guess Orange County is pretty red, huh? Um, Somewhat. Yeah, and, it is very much so. Is that but, rich? Is that what? But she's but she just also like had a scholarship to Harvard for softball, passed it up to become a fighter, and she was fighting every week. This girl and winning some, losing some, but always getting better. I just liked her spirit. Something about her, her 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 boyfriend seemed really cool. Just the whole thing. So she fights. They they call her up in the UFC to fight Jin Yu Frey, who was like an Invicta champion. This girl also. Beautiful, like I think she's like a rocket scientist or something, some kind of ridiculous. It was a great fight. Uh, and Kay Hansen got the win. So, meanwhile, somebody put $37,000 on Kay Hansen, yes, which is like, I, I mean, that's insane. Like, they must have known something. I mean, that's exactly what I said when they said it in the broadcast. I turned to someone and I go, Whoever placed that bet, they know something. They know something about this girl that nobody knows. And then later in the broadcast, they're like, well, yeah, she works out at 10th Planet and she manages one of the 10th Planet. And right then, it reminded me of someone, like you were saying, like working at the club to get your spots. Like she's there all the time. And clearly someone's been watching her going, this girl, if she gets her to the ground, she's going to kill her. And that's what wound up happening. 
Well, it, well, she was the favorite, but she should not have been the favorite. This is a girl. She got like a 500 record. The other girl was a monster. Now, I got a question about betting. I don't know much about betting, but if someone puts $37,000 on you, you, do you become the favorite, even if you were the underdog? Does, does that how the wagers work? I think it can if there weren't that many wagers on the fight. Then I think yeah, it it's, it's not the amount per bet, I don't think. I think it's the amount of bets. Oh. I don't think it's the, the, uh, the quality of the bet, just the quantity of how many people oh. are going in. But I don't know 100% for sure. I'm sure when this episode gets out, we'll get 97 people that can educate us. Yeah, because I was like, that's, I can't believe she's even the favorite. So maybe, and Jin Free had a weird tap. It was like the you got me tap. It was totally. Like, yeah. Well, she sat there for a second too, like feeling it. Like, I don't think there's any way. Um, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a painful tap. It was more like, all right, I'm not getting out of this. So why? Yeah, it was a checkmate tap. It was like, oh. she has me in checkmate. Do I have another move? I but, don't. And yeah. they also both came up 10 pounds. Yeah. They're fighting in Invicta at 105, which people are now saying the UFC needs a 105. And I'm like, I couldn't even tell you who would start that division. But, uh, but, I, but I'll tell you, though, I'll tell you, it just goes to show you that, you know, you could have, like, a, a lot of losses on your record if you're young, you know, because she's obviously getting astronomically better. At 20 years old, she's got, like, four or five losses, but it doesn't matter because her, her learning curve is so high, you know. It's when you, when, you, when you lose five or six in a row and you're 34 or 35 and people are like, okay, you know, this person may be kind of spent. But at 20, it's like, fuck it, right? Now, it was funny because Keith Peterson was a ref. And I, I like wrote that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. flipped the I like that jump off the it, it got 3,000 retweets. Fucking, like, <laughs> that was like one of those things like Sean <laughs> O'Malley retweeted. Like it got 3,000 retweets that, that keep Peterson flipped the cigarette at Dominic Cruz. That was one of those things I just fucking wrote like, like sometimes I'll craft a joke and I'm like, this is the most perfect joke I've ever written. One person likes it who's like, doesn't speak English. And I'm like, great. You know? And then I just fucking put something out there and all of a sudden I'm like 2,200 likes? Like what? Um, but my favorite, uh, my favorite are Adam, you're better than this. Come on. And it's like, dude, <laughs> not everybody's throwing out fucking 14 karat gold every second. With oh, it's funny. It's funny. Yeah, I people, just thought that, was, that wasn't very, I saw that one. I laughed out loud. I was, oh, I was laughing. Because we make the joke. We make the joke about Keith Peterson looking like he's fucking just up from days smoking cigarettes and doing math. And then like, oh, God, and now he's going to wrap a fight. Like, that's just what he looks like. It looks and like he really out like he looks like the old guy at the high school. Not that he like molests kids, yeah. but that guy that never like left the high school that hangs out in the parking lot. Yeah, and has a souped up car, but a shitty like jacket. Yeah, yeah, he's Wooderson, but like yeah. not the cool version. No, he's the best ref in the game. Uh, I don't know. Jason Herzog's pretty good too. The best ref of all time, or right now? Right now, uh, he's up to like top three Herb, at least. Herb Dean's. I don't know. Have you ever watched that show, uh, Street Beefs, on YouTube? No. It's basically backyard boxing and backyard MMA in Florida. It's just two guys that want to fight each other. Of course it is. It's basically like Kimbo Slice 2.0. But right. they're actually some of them are actually pretty good fighters. Like some of them, like I'm like this guy could actually have something here. And mm. some of them did like they'll be like OG. The guy's like 60 against and the OG wins somehow. But there was a guy talking shit to the ref, and the ref's like. Fuck you! I'll kick your ass too. I'm like uh, that guy might be the best ref I've ever seen. <laughs> the ref yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Also, Herb Dean throwing Tanner Bowser off Felipe Lins. That was dope. Yeah. That was impressive. 
Could you imagine if that was like Kim Winslow back in there? I mean, he'd well, still I think be a that was. I think that was one of the biggest issues was like they did a fight once and it was Kim Winslow. It was the heavyweights. And I'm like, what the fuck is this chick going to do? She's like 115 pounds soaking wet. Who are you pushing off? Or like when they put Mazagani in there, it's like 150. Yeah, no. Pushing guys like Derek Lewis off. I'm like, you're not going to do it. You just have to go up to his ear and go, please get off of him. Man. I like that. Tana no, her Dean know. swung him around pretty fast, though. It, yeah. was, it was impressive. Even Summer was like, wow, he really, he moved that big guy pretty well, easily. People forget that he was a fighter. He was a, he was a right. you know. Uh, but Tanner Bozo. And, like, and he's also a heavyweight size dude. I mean, yeah. he isn't small in there either. Bozo looked good. It looked like he like drove his house to the octagon. But, and he knocked out a couple <laughs> when he won. But I give him credit. I'll tell you also, uh, Griffin, when he fought Zalal, I thought Griffin won the first, lost the second, and in this third, Jordan Griffin just was letting the guy punch him in the face. I mean, he put his hands down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, he was like, he can't hurt. I mean, he was demonstrating that his punches didn't hurt, but he was also letting him score endlessly. Mm -hmm. It was so fucking stupid. It's like, you're not going to knock me out. You're going to beat me by a lot of points. <laughs> like, I've never seen a guy just let him punch him in the face. Like, whoa, that was the weirdest strategy I've ever seen. I'll tell you. Not who, a good strategy. I'll tell you who I felt bad for because the night, not the night when, when my wife was pregnant and I went to that, that, that strip club with Dan Henderson, by the way, and you haven't lived. He came to my show, Dan Henderson and his wife. He's like, Hey, you want to come to my after party with uh Volante? And then that girl from uh, that girl trains over at uh team quest, the hot blonde, I forgot her name. Uh, she's good though. Her. And then Al Jermaine was there, but you haven't lived till you've seen Dan Henderson give a lap dance to his wife on a party bus. Uh, because that, that's what was going on, and then I hung out with Gian Vellante the whole night there. Coolest guy ever, nice guy, humble. You would never know that like, this guy was like a train killer, but he looked like he did not train for this fight against Mo Green. I mean, looked like he purposely didn't train for this fight. Like, when you go up to heavyweight, it's one thing, but when you go up to heavyweight by like, it looked like he hadn't even, like, what, what was that? What was he thinking? I think was he one of those last minute replacements? Because it seemed like this oh. card had a lot of last minute replacements. No, CB? I don't think he was a last minute replacement. But then again, they're announcing fights now two weeks out from the event. So we don't know how long the contract was signed because we didn't know we were coming back. I mean, his corner yelled out more combos and he said he ought to take a Whopper and fries. I mean, that's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he looked pregnant. Like, and he had he, this like bubble belly. Like, a and he was winning. He was winning and then he tapped out from top to like a... I don't, I don't like Maurice. Oh, yeah. Well, that was the thing. That was so funny the way they couldn't figure out why he tapped. They couldn't figure out what 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 kind of a choke was that. And it was a, it was a big brother choke is what yeah. it was. He just smashed his face into his skin so he couldn't breathe. And he was so desperate for air he, that he took... Oh, no, 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 no. That was it, you know? There was no technique to it. He big brothered it. But Volante is better than that. I mean, he's so yeah. much better than that. He yeah, he just had no, he had no cardio, he had no training. Yeah, he was completely out of shape. Oh, it was, and that other guy, Maurice Green, when I watched him on the Ultimate Fighter and he was drunk and just being belligerent, it's hard to root for that guy. I don't like him one bit. Was he ever a dick to you? But No, I never, when I was, he did tough way after all that. I just, you know, the house stuff and then yeah. just, I don't know, I don't, I feel like, he doesn't really take it as seriously as he should. Now in the interviews, he even said, you know, I dedicated it to it now. I hope he does better, but I think if he fought a real true heavyweight, which he has before, he loses. Yeah. 
I no, I think that's true cool. because there was points where he was losing that fight. He showed know, in the first round. TKO that, before he got that silly submission. <laughs> yeah, it was, and then he was like, "But uh, listen, I get, everybody can change, and I think that's what you saw." Because wasn't he a guy that was like crying? Was like, "I need to move my family. I need this so yeah. bad," you know? And it's like, so that's where he's at now. I mean, we are we we act like we never evolve. I mean, this guy's got kids now. Clearly, his life has changed. And this win actually means something to him now, so he can improve his family. Yeah, but life. three days earlier, he was, three days earlier, he, he was drunk at the pool, getting at the fight. Right. <laughs> so, well, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> you take the guy out of the pool, but you can't take the pool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's call. Let's, you know, I mean. What's up, people? There is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner, Bet Online. Sports are slowly making its way back with the UFC, NASCAR, and soccer leading the way. Bet Online has all the best odds and lines for the upcoming matches this weekend. Need more? Bet Online has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening every day live for you to check out. Looking for something else other than sports? Huh, we got you. Bet Online has hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and all the best props in the business. Visit betonline.ag or use your mobile device and join now to receive your new welcome bonus and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sports book expert. All right, so then uh, I'll tell you who I was surprised with was Bob Ross, because that guy was on a tear, violent Bob Ross. And I think he just got confident. I think he just got too confident with his wrestling and grappling and just left his neck out. Um, yeah. Which happens. Because I, I, I think he beats Kama Worthy in, uh, like nine out of ten times. But He's super dominant on the ground. I think uh, Violent Bob Ross can be a champion someday. It's just these, these minor mistakes that he's making. It's just costing him these fights. You know, he was dominating on the ground. You know, yeah. doesn't he train with DC and, you know, everybody at uh, AKA, I think? Yeah, yeah. I, so. I think that's it. I think he just got, you know, it's, it's hard sometimes. Obviously, we're, we're watching it from the couch, but just one little mistake can change a fight. And a lot of times, like, with that, when that happens, like, I look at guys like that, like Sarah McMahon, some of the fights she lost, or Michael Johnson, the fights he lost, where they're winning the entire fight and then just do one stupid thing. And it just, it's hard to think that, like, even though they are losses, I almost don't count those as the same kind of losses when you just get dominated for three rounds. You know, mm -hmm. when the guy's that much better than you, when, when you're winning the whole fight and then you just fuck up that one time. I mean, look at Chael Sonnen against Anderson Silva. I mean, his stock went up 4,000 times. That might be the biggest fuck. mistake in UFC history right there, right? Or but at least yeah, but at among the same time, them. I think, I think people really believed in him after that. People were like, wow, a guy that can dominate Anderson Silva for four and a minutes and 40, four and 40 seconds is like, you know, obviously one of the best in the world. So sometimes I think that your stock goes up, even though you make those little mistakes. I'll tell you who was the king of that was like Melvin Gallard was the king of oh, winning, yeah. winning fights and then just doing something stupid. And you're just something like, dumb to get caught every single time. He can, and the, God, and the way he was built too, like, he was scary. When you came in the ring, you were like, I don't want to fucking fight this guy. Yeah. And then he would. He would be beating ass, and then he would then do something stupid and get caught every time. He might be, like, probably, I hate to say, like, because, you know, these guys obviously have the potential that they had. And I, I hate knocking fighters because 
I just, it's not, it's not, I'm not, I'm not in the business to judge. Like there's like all these, like even bloody elbow has these things, top five biggest busts in MMA. And I'm like, eh, fuck you guys. You know, like, come on a uh, bust. Yeah. Uh, they call Sokuju a bust. Like a guy who made it to the top level. Like, come on. I mean, give me a break. Let's not discredit all the shit. Even like a guy like Ryan Leaf, okay? Ryan Leaf still was, what, Heisen Trophy winner? I mean, yeah, he didn't – I mean, he made it to the NFL. And he got picked over Peyton Manning, right? Didn't he get picked over Peyton Manning? Wasn't that the big thing? Didn't Ryan Leaf? I don't, I don't remember. He was, like, he was like the second uh, draft pick of that year. But, I mean, he was supposed to be one of those big-time stars. But he really was. He is one of the biggest stars. All right, maybe he's different other sports. He, maybe he other really sports. sucked. No, I, no, but there was, I, there was a list. But I, I, hate, I hate those fucking lists, though. Cause I just, no, I no, but there was one this morning even that just named, out of like five or ten, names two of the people you just named, which are Michael Johnson and Sarah McMahon. And it wasn't a list of like, you know, who's, it was like negativity. It was – who we don't think it will ever show, like, didn't get to reach their peak in the UFC or something. And I'm like, I could more understand that. Yeah, the biggest busts, like, dude, you made the UFC, you made pride. You're not a fucking schlub. Like, oh, this guy sucks in the NBA. But he's in the fucking NBA, so shut up. But also, we have to also remember that so many fighters, especially now with these short-notice fights, like, look at Tisha Torres. Exactly. People were writing her off left and right. They were like, well, I, think, I think you guys are, are, are misunderstanding the concept of a bust. The bust is the success versus the hype. There are a lot of people that are unhyped that make it to a professional level, and nobody considers them a bust. These people were expected to excel. And when you, you know, like that karate kid, you know, Stephen Thompson, you can call him a giant, huh? No, not Stephen Thompson. Sage. I, the, the kid. What? Sage North. Sage. Yes, yeah, Sage North cut. Now there's a bust because there, here he is, supposed to be the big star, and he's supposed to take over. And, and it's also when you're given all these opportunities, too, that other guys have to work their ass yeah, off again, yeah, and not then giving you them, lose, then you're a bust. But they're, not, that, giving, it's but yeah, but they're not But they're not giving themselves those. those like, see, Northcott's not saying, I'm the greatest ever. It's like, we're giving them that, and then we're saying they're a bust for not, for not reaching the potential that we put on them. You know, so that's also kind of fucked up a little bit. I, I don't know. I just kind of, it's it sort of, to me, it just, I, I, maybe I'm just being a softy and a pussy or a snowflake or whatever. I just hate those fucking lists. Maybe because I know the people too. Like I know Sokaju. And when, he, when, when I see him on that list, I, I kind of take it personally. I know what he's been through to come over here from Africa to make it, to do, what he, to do what he was, to live in his fucking this, to have nothing to make it to where he knocked out. Who'd he knocked out? I mean, he knocked out two guys, little Nog, I think, and someone else and like, one minute and then because he lost to uh whoever i understand it but i just hate those lists anyway uh what am i talking about uh is sage north cut a bust yes we don't know yet right he's only like 24 years old let's see what he's older we don't know yet he's training a team alpha male he's got better right now but as of right now uh in the ufc yes he's a bust yeah his ufc career i would agree with that it's something, but if he doesn't come right. back to UFC, then yeah, he's a UFC bust. He never beat anybody no. I think, ranked in the UFC. So, so based on that, uh, yes. I mean, he, he, lost to, he lost to Mickey I mean, Gall. It's not good that he's a bust. I'm just saying I'm glad that we can still say that someone is technically. I mean, you could say that they're a bust. That's all I'm saying. Well, and then right. you have those people saying, like, oh, they're not upper echelon. I don't know why they're in that position. If anybody tells me after this weekend especially that Dan Hooker is not an up, upper echelon lightweight, I really want to grab a frying pan and smack him in the face with it. All right, but before we get to Dan Hooker, 
Let's talk right. about Mike Perry. Yes, please. Uh, <laughs> Mike Perry, look, I did, I, did, I did some thinking about this, you know, and like, I don't want to have a podcast where I just, I just regurgitate everyone else's opinions, right? What's the point of that? You could listen to anybody. So I was thinking, all right, what's a unique take? And also what, 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 what do I think about Mike Perry? First of all, Mike Perry is a guy that everyone's going to watch. You know, we all love, even Bisping pointed out, he, he has that star quality, whatever that is. But I'm thinking like some people are uncoachable. There's always those people that are uncoachable. And maybe Mike Perry knows that. Maybe he's smarter than everybody yeah. else. So he's like, fuck it. I'm uncoachable and I'm going to prove I don't need a coach. Because he has that I'm going to prove factor, he's then better than he would be had he had a coach. Um, Mike Perry is not like giving anyone money, whether it's the IRS, whether it's coaches. <laughs> he doesn't like paying people um, that he doesn't feel deserved. And man, Mike Perry has the hardest head probably in MMA. I mean, he's yeah. been hurt okay, one time. Stubborn or taking a punch to it? Both. The, yeah. le the only time he's ever been rocked or hurt was his last fight against that guy that kicked him in the head. Vicente Luque. Vicente, was it, no, not Vicente Luque. It was somebody else. It was uh, the black dude from Texas. Uh, un undefeated fighter from Texas. This, I was at the fight. And he just I'll pull it up. ran through Mike Perry. And this guy right here who ran through Mike Perry is a guy that nobody wants to – who is it? Jeff Neal. Yeah, Jeff Neal is a guy nobody wants to fight right now. Nope. No, nobody's, <laughs> talking, nobody's talking about him, nope. which, which is also a shame because this dude is a monster. Oh, man. Because Mike Perry wow. Mike Perry's a guy that can take so, – I mean, he had to kick the guy in the head for, for Perry to be rocked. Uh, he's not going out with a punch. Um, he took three rounds of Vicente Luque with a face that looked like mangled ground beef, and yeah, kept walking forward. He also and I, and then so my thought was like, all right, Mickey Gall will be better on the ground, and Mickey Gall is a guy that went up against Gary, uh, not Gary Tonin, the other guy. Uh, who am I thinking about? Uh, no, the jujitsu guy who beats everybody. The, the guy. Um, no, he doesn't do MMA yet. He's uh, people are like allegedly he does steroids. I don't know. He's a huge guy that like beats everyone in jiu-jitsu. Was it in the UFC? No, he does. He's not an MMA fighter. He's just a grappler. Oh, people know who I'm talking about Gary Tonin. No, he 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 uh, beat the wrestler recently from Penn State. He beat Bo Nickel again. Uh, anyway, uh, what's name did pretty well against him, Mickey Gall. Uh, Mickey Gall is a. <laughs> He's a great grappler. <laughs> These are some great descriptions. Yeah, what's his name? You're pretty good against that guy. No. <laughs> I'm trying so hard to find it. You guys know what I'm talking about. The huge jiu-jitsu star right now who, who, beat, who beat the guy that beats – who, who beat uh, the guy who beats, who beats everyone with a – Wait, Gordon Ryan? Yes, Gordon Ryan. Okay. Mickey Gall did good against Gordon Ryan. I was thinking okay. of a black guy. Well, was that was so not worth the journey. Yeah, I was never going to guess that. <laughs> All right, so my point is that Mickey, I'm thinking Mickey Gall could take him on the ground. But then I remember that uh, – what's his name? Did a Chael Sonnen thing recently, one of those uh, jiu-jitsu things. I did really well. He, he did really well. Uh, like Perry did. Perry did. Oh, so yeah. on the ground. Yeah, he just, yeah, Perry's really good on the ground. Like legit. Yeah, he took him down a few times, actually, and it surprised everybody. That's and listen, I'll tell you what. 
You know, everybody was saying that it was so stupid for him to, you know, he has no coach. He's coming in with his girlfriend, which your joke about that was very funny. About everybody now wants to hire his girlfriend as their coach. But, okay. But in my mind, I mean, if this were a normal world right now where you have access to gyms and coaches and whoever, and you have plenty of time to build up this fight, I would say, yes, this is an insane move. But if it's a quarantine situation and you can't work with anybody else, and this is the one person you've been working with the entire time, then to me, it made perfect sense. She's the only one that knows exactly where he is in his training, you know? I mean, I don't know. I guess in this, in this instance, to me, it made perfect sense. Well, the, I think the issue also, well, I think also the issue, Greg, is first of all, his girlfriend looks like she's 15 years old. She's not, but she looks very young. And his ex-girlfriend was his trainer too, who, who also was like, a fighter. So he left her for like a, a new girlfriend slash trainer. Um, if you heard in the interview, he said that he's been with this girl for like some ridiculous amount of time. And it sounds like he was with her when he was with the last one. Yeah. The I best mean, part of it though was her not knowing where to put the ice so he could- I felt it. so I know, bad She was like dabbing him with the <laughs> ice. <laughs> and he's like, no, higher. And she's like, here. She's like, no, lower. And he's just like moving it. <laughs> That's the best one. She was like dabbing him all with it. I was like, well, someone's got to show where to put the ice. Can he get a guy to just hold the ice there? Like have him just turn his neck back and just- uh, you, think, you want to pay gonna... somebody just to be the ice guy? <laughs> You think he's gonna raise her allowance? Like for real? <laughs> I'm kidding, Mike Perry. I'm kidding. But it just, it just. I mean, it was funny because I was like, I was so pissed at the UFC though for going to commercial after the first round. I wanted to see what she would say, and they weren't putting the camera there. Like that was the one thing. I thought everybody sure, I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought for sure they were gonna do that too when they went to commercial. I was like, oh, I thought for sure we'd want to see what she does. And then the second round, I think they did go, and that's when everyone saw the yeah, you know, the ice yeah. thing. I think yeah. he told her though after the fight, since he won, she's officially allowed to shop at Forever Twenty One. Ah, uh, she had good advice though. She said, "Punch him in the face," and it worked. <laughs> that he punched her in the face, and it, I mean, she's a genius. I, mean, <laughs> right? I think this, it seems like that's really all he needs to hear. I seem like he's better than she's better than Diego Sanchez's coach, right? Who said like, uh, well, I don't know what that guy was saying. That guy, the, the, the cult leader. I mean, it was yeah. it was crazy. I it was funny because I was like, does anyone know what he, she told him after round one? And one of my people on Twitter was like, she said, "Could we go now?" <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I thought, That's that was, I thought that was perfect. Uh, I thought that was perfect. Now. Let's talk about our right, here. So James Vick is here. Let's talk to him right here. Uh, let's I talk about you guys. I gotta head to work right now. You're leaving? Yeah, I gotta go. All right, that's weird. Okay, take care, brother. All right, CB. Take it easy, dude. All right. See you, dude. Uh, CB Silver, where are you going? Uh, you know, I have a, a lot of things to do, a lot of money to spend. Uh, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm building. I'm taking all my graphs. And I'm making one of those large collage graphs. So oh, that's going to be pretty amazing. Yes. Time well spent. Gonna... Time yes. well spent. So we got James Vick here. Uh, James Vick is a, an animal, one of, one of the best fighters in the world, killer. How are you, man? What's up, man? How's it going? Good. Are you, are you in Texas now? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm out in my car right in my truck right now because uh, I have some guests over. So I'm out here uh, to do the interview real quick. Nice. Is there? I feel like there's a gun in the car. Is there a gun in the car? Always. Always. <laughs> Let's see the gun. Do what? 
Nothing, forget it. All right, so now how's, uh, <laughs> how has COVID been affecting you? How, how have you been dealing with this? Honestly, I guess I'm kind of like dumb, but it hasn't really affected me much at all. Like, I've just kind of lived my life normal. I'm, uh, I've been, uh, I'm coming off an injury, so I just, I just recently had an injury. Um, but besides that, I've been training, I've been teaching private lessons, I've been, uh, I've been hunting and doing my, my thing. I've literally basically just kept the same schedule I was always on. I saw you on Instagram, you had like a huge boar, like you killed a boar. Uh, you were holding it up, this thing like it was the size of you. Uh, what do you do with it? Do you, do you eat that? Hell yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah so I, um, uh, 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 me and my friend shot that on Friday, and um, I, we hung it up and uh, cleaned it, cut the legs off, cut the uh, backs, back strap off the ribs, and then I just cooked the ribs uh, last night for dinner, actually. Oh, wow. On the, on the... How did it taste? Sounds, sounds delicious. <laughs> So I, have a, so I have a wood pellet grill and it, it makes normally wild meat is real it, especially if pigs are kind of tough they're, they're they're not as tender as, as something you buy at the store but with those, that wood pellet grill it really tenderizes the meat pretty well you're a real man's man i mean you got uh, you're a fighter you're a hunter you have guns you're like everything uh i don't know i'm just not you uh but so uh you're from california it's all right i understand of course of course, <laughs> of course. hey now um so by the way did you watch the hooker versus uh poirier fight i did i did very good fight now were you now were you i was impressed that poirier's able to take those shots from hooker because hooker hits really hard uh were you were you surprised I was, and I thought that um, I, I, I I thought that Hooker would would knock him out. I did. I thought he would knock him out within the first few rounds. Um, uh, um, so I was I was surprised he took him, and um, some of them weren't, I guess, as flush. You know, they they weren't landing quite as solid. Um, uh, but um, you know, Dustin Poirier showed time and time again that he's a dog, and, and he's gonna stay and fight as long as he, he's big. You know, as long as he don't get knocked out, he's gonna stay and keep fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was um, I was I was shocked because I was like, man, there's no way Poirier's. I mean, Poirier's been knocked out Michael Johnson by Conor McGregor. Hooker hits him just as hard. Uh, it seemed like his chin's gotten better over the years, Poirier. Yeah, um, I, man, it's just a game of inches, man. It's it's really where you get hit and when you get hit. You know, like the thing, what like what on the opposite of that, watching Dan Hooker take those shots, he's known to have a good chin and everything. But if you watch him. He gets hit. He does get hit flush, but his chin is tucked when he when he's hit. Even when his hands are down, his his chin's not really up in the air. He he does a good job of, of even a guy who fights with his hands down. Sometimes he does keep his chin decently tucked. So when he takes it, it's not the same as when you take it in the air. You know. So we have another fighter joining us um, as well. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a great podcast. We have Johnny Case. Uh, mm -hmm. so you guys you guys know each other? Uh, not not officially, but we were actually supposed to fight at one point. Oh, uh, yes. oh, oh! Uh, well, hopefully there's no beef here. Uh, no, got, no, we're good. Go uh, one, go, ding ding. We got, we got because we had you for twelve fifteen, and then you had late, so Johnny Case. So, but it's gonna be. I want I want to talk to both you guys. Johnny Case right here is a UFC uh, rising PFL fighter. You guys fought in everything. Are you back in the PFL? Is that what I'm hearing? I am. Yeah, I, I signed a contract with PFL. Unfortunately, this year's uh, season um, was canceled due to the COVID. But, uh, yeah, I still have my contract with them and uh, looking forward to 2021.
Nice. And now, are they are they taking care of you this year at least? Uh, yeah, they're doing what they can for sure. I mean, it, I mean, to be taking care of us would just you know be able to get us some fights, but uh, that's kind of like unforeseen right now. You know, they're kind of working on it. Maybe getting like one or two fight cards for the year. Right. So we're able to like get, you know, get some income there. But yeah, nothing, you know, nothing's, uh, nothing's promised as of yet. So. Got it. Got it. So Vic, are you, uh, so you're not retired? Hell no. No. Uh, okay. Definitely. Now, do you miss, I mean, cause you've been out you for better a not bit. retire, dude. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> you got a lot of fights to win. Yes, sir. Yeah. Your last fight, you, you had Nico Price hurt. You were ready. To, I mean, you've had him fucking rocked. It was just a matter of you got a little too excited, right? Man, it's just um uh, uh I mean, fuck. I don't even know how to explain it, man. It's it's depressing getting caught with that um uh with that such a such a low percentage move. You know what I'm saying? That's a I mean, there's a reason why that's only happened two times in UFC history. And I'm one of the fucking dumbasses that got caught with it, you know. So that's pretty that's pretty fucking embarrassing. But yeah, I mean, uh uh you know, I guess shit happens. You know, what can you say? You know, it, it took me a while to get over that one. I will say that just because I felt like it was a good matchup. I felt like I was doing good. And I felt like um, I would went and worked on a lot of the technical issues that, that I had problems with. And then I didn't get to show any of it. Dude, nothing you've done ever is embarrassing, bro. You're, you're, you had so many great fights. And look, there was a time that this like hot stripper wanted to bang one time. And I couldn't believe it. So I, I put my dick in her and came in three seconds. Uh, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you just get excited. You know, like you just get excited and then she was disappointed. There was no coming back. So it happens, man. At least, at least, at least freaking uh, 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 five million people on national TV didn't, have to, didn't get to see that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it'd be like that sometimes, you know? That's a good point, but I'm just saying. Like sometimes you just, you just, you're like, oh shit, I got it. And then, but it's all right, man. It's all right. Like I, I like look at your life. You got a beautiful girl. You got, you got a, a, a great kid, and, and like finally, and you got some rest, right? You got some rest and recovery. Yeah, yeah, I have. Um, uh, just been spending time with my kid a lot. You know, my, I really feel like that's part of the, my problem too. Is my kid has fucking made me soft, man. I don't, it's like I, I'm serious, dude. I don't see how these guys do it with kids. Like, I feel like, like I feel like he's. I mean, I love my son more than anything in the world. But I feel like he's turned me into a pussy, man. It's it's fucking rough, man. I'm dead serious, dude. I'm dead serious. <laughs> now, now, Johnny Case, uh, you have a beautiful girl, Emily Whitmer, who who's also a fighter. Now, her last fight, I heard she was gonna make weight. She had to go lose some weight, and there was a pigeon in the parking lot that was sick, and she went and like. <laughs> And was like, oh, pigeon sick, and spent hours <laughs> nursing this pigeon and missed weight. Is that what happened? Uh, kind of, kind of. <laughs> the pigeon story is true. We were cutting weight the night before. There was a pigeon with a hurt wing, and she insisted that we go home, get a shoebox, and then take it into the, the animal shelter to get patched up. So that's true. Okay. Uh, as far as missing weight, though, so she, Emily was sick uh, two weeks before the fight. Like, really sick and uh that like her weight ended up being really low because of that and uh, so she was thinking like oh my, this is gonna be an easy cut no big deal you know and then she got started cutting weight and she was like three or four pounds out and her body was just like done so what had happened was when, when she got sick her body was already so depleted and then she started cutting the weight and her body just couldn't do it anymore even though her even though her weight was low her body just stopped cutting weight. So, got it, got just, it. Uh, yeah, just a shitty situation all together. 
Now you're a guy. I, I looked at like you've won six out of your last seven fights. Your your last draw was against Nathan Stolte, who won a million dollars twice in the PFL. Uh, and yeah. I, thought, I thought I thought you won that fight. You're right there. Your fight in Ryzen. What was that like fighting in uh, in uh, Japan? Oh man, Japan is fucking awesome. You know, the fans are the best fans like in the world. You know, they're so educated. Like we're revered like rock stars over there. You know, like you go over there and everybody's got gifts for you. Everybody's just super happy to meet you and want to take a picture with you. And then, you know, on top of that, also like fighting those that rule set, you know, where there's soccer kicks to the head and stomps on the ground and knees to the knees to the head of the ground. It just it just fucking invigorated my career all over again, you know. It was like it was like a dream come true. You you know, what what fighter, you know, who, who had watched Pride and, and watched all that. And, and, you know, everybody wants to fight, fight that rule set. Everybody wants to fight over there. And uh, I was just really fortunate that I got to. Yeah, sounds like amazing on New Year's Eve. All right, so let's talk about some fight picks with James Vick and Johnny Case. Uh, so, I love it. John versus Burns. Who's going to win this fight? James Vick. You said Usman versus Burns? Yep. I like Usman. I like Usman. I think that um, the striking – now, obviously, they've trained together a lot, so maybe the wrestling – maybe Usman's wrestling can be nullified somewhat just from experience of actually training with him. But I feel like um, the striking can cancel each other out, and I feel like if Usman gets on top, as good as Gilbert Burns is on the ground, he's a top game guy. He's not a guard puller. He's not a. He's not. He his style is not Damian Maya submit people from the bottom. He's a, he submits people from the top. And I feel like Usman, especially if they go to the ground, Usman can stall them out and just not get submitted and win a decision. Johnny Case. Hmm. You know what? Uh, I think I like I like Burns in this one. I think Burns has been on a hot streak. Um, you know, I've kind of had interactions with that, with Byrne, and I kind of want him to win. So clearly, like a, more of a bias kind of uh, opinion. So obviously, they're both fucking awesome fighters. So I just hope it's a good fight. Do you think that possibly he could do that uh, submission that Maurice Green pulled off from the bottom? Mm. The, Again, uh, that's going to be tough against Usman. The headlock, uh, whatever that was. All right, that's Matt Holloway versus Volkanowski. Two. James Vick, who wins this? I got Holloway. I got Holloway. I think that. Um, the calf kicks really cost Holloway in that fight, and I think that he he tried to switch southpaw after he got hurt with it, and he, he did a decent job of being competitive, but he didn't have enough in the arsenal to, to, to actually win the fight from the southpaw stance, and I think this time he's going to come out, possibly even come out as a southpaw for the first round or two, and then make sure because Volkanovic is going to throw the calf kick over and over and it's I mean this, the thing is a game changer in this sport and um, uh, I think that Holloway can avoid it enough to win a decision Johnny Case yeah does anyone else does anyone else feel like the calf kick got a lot more popular after that fight <laughs> Benson Henderson's been calf kicking the shit out of me for years so <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> You know, you know why I think you know why I think Ben Henderson's um uh, calf kick wasn't as effective as what we're seeing now is because he's a southpaw and so he throws it from the opposite stance. You know what I mean? If, if, yeah. If, sure. someone was, if he fought another southpaw and it was the same stance, he would fuck their leg up. Um. Uh. It's just it's that, that's what that's how Wonderboy does such a good job of avoiding. It. He just constantly switches stances and and um he can he takes some but he doesn't take as many you know where he where he where it completely shuts his offense down um 
just by being able to avoid stand uh, by being able to have offense for both stances. Johnny Case, who do you like in this one, Holloway or Volkanovski? I think I'm going to go with Holloway. I think um, I think Max has got the, the right tools. He just didn't have the right tactics last time because, like you said, his leg got uh, got taken away from him, and uh, he wasn't able to fight the fight that he needed to 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 win. I think he's going to make the adjustments this fight and come back, and he's going to show everybody the true champion that he is. Now, uh, Rose Namajunas is taking on Jessica Andrade rematch. First one, Rose is doing great. Then she got slammed on her head, and it was crazy. Uh, who do we like in this rematch? Vic. I like Rose. I like Rose. Um, uh, uh, you know, and I don't, and I don't mean to dis, discredit Andrade. Not at all. She's phenomenal. She's beat so many people. But in MMA, the best fighter don't always win. The best fighter don't always win in MMA. You fight with little gloves. Things happen. And I think, from what I saw, Rose was the better fighter. She just got caught. She, she, she didn't just win the first two rounds. She like dominantly won them. She was. It was pretty one sided. So I'm going to go with Rose. Case. I got Thug Rose too. Yeah, I think she's. Uh, I, I don't know. I do, I just really like her. She's. Uh, I think she's a better fighter. And uh, she, you know, you get slammed on your head. There's not a whole lot you can do sometimes. So I think the rematch. Rose walks away. Uh, Peter Jan versus Aldo. I don't even understand this fight. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I like. I like uh, Jose Aldo. I just feel like if they want to give him a retirement fight, give him somebody that. He's gonna win. <laughs> like, right? why give him, like, why give him this guy? Right? I mean, if you want to give him, like, give him somebody like a. No offense to Diego Sanchez, but somebody like that, where it's like a high-level guy, and he's gonna still gonna win. Um, but in this one, who do we like, James Vick? I like Aldo. I mean, I, I think stylistically, it's a fucking good matchup for him, man. I do. I like Aldo. Um, he's quite a bit bigger naturally. He's fought bigger guys. The one thing Aldo doesn't have to deal with that a lot of people moving down would have to deal with would be a speed disadvantage because Aldo's so fast. Most people moving down in weight like that yeah, usually have a speed disadvantage. Just like if you move up, you have a strength disadvantage. Um, but Aldo doesn't have that. He's strong as hell. Um, he's a great striker. Um, I, I, he's bigger, fought way better people. I still like Aldo. Case? I got to go with Peter Yan, man. I think he's a he's young, hungry kid. And that kid can fucking fight, you know. Uh, I watched this fight with uh, Faber. I was there live, and I was really impressed with that kid. So I think yeah. Peter Yon takes the fight. Faber was talking shit, too. And I was like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> that's the worst when someone talks shit and they get caught. I'm like, oh. That ha have, you, have that ever happened with you guys, James Vick? You ever talking shit to somebody and you get caught? Yeah, it was a fucking rough one. <laughs> Hey, two, two years later, two years later, I'm still fucking every day on social media. Someone talks talk shit and calls me Homer Simpson. Oh, God. <laughs> see, when I see a Peter, this Peter Yon fight, to me, they're trying to build his brand by having him fight somebody he should be that has a name people recognize. Yeah. So he goes from being this exactly. guy nobody knows to the guy that beat Jose Aldo, you know? And so to me, it's just the UFC building his name up. That's uh, yeah, I, but I see that not work though, and that's so. Yeah. I, uh, oh, best uh, absolutely, and it, 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 that's the other thing. It kind of proves whether or not they deserve to be there too. Like that kind of didn't that didn't work with Cub Swanson and uh, Chrome Gracie. That was one yeah. of my favorite ones where they're like, "All right, we're gonna put the Cub <laughs> as a sacrificial lamb," and Cub just fucked them up. And I'm like, "Yeah, score one for the old guys." Um, now, Darren Till versus Whitaker. I'm picking uh, Whitaker in this one. Is anyone picking Till, James? It's a tough one, man. It's a tough one. Um, uh, 
it depends on what the odds are like. If the odds are, if the odds are in, like if Till's a, bit, a decent underdog or even say two to one underdog, I'll, I'll throw some money on him. No, but who do you think's gonna win? Not whether or not you're gonna win money. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you fucking bet, man. That's the point of betting is playing the odds, bro. Well, we're not talking about betting. We're talking about who do you think's gonna win the fight, not whether or not you're. Gonna win. I don't know, man. I don't know, dude. I'm, uh, it, it's close. It's to me, it's a pickup. I don't know. Case, dude, it is a close fight. So I mean, like you know, from an analytical point, I, I don't really know. But from a from a personal standpoint, I'm gonna go with the Aussie and, and pick Whitaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. And finally, Shogun versus Little Knock. I, this is like a, a bare knuckle boxing fight or something, but they're still Damn. fighting. Yeah, it's a throwback. <laughs> throwback yeah. Thursday. Yeah, like, okay. But uh, I mean, I, I guess Hell Shogun, yeah. right? Shogun, Vintage. right? Are they really fighting bare knuckle? No, I'm What's kidding. That? I'm just saying okay. it should be a bare knuckle fight. <laughs> it is an MMA fight, right? Um, <laughs> uh, all right, all right, all right, all right, different one. Randy Brown versus Vicente Luque. That should be a good fight. I like Vicente. Yeah, a little more experience, yeah. right? Yeah, higher level competition and um, more tools. What about Derek Brunson versus Edmund? That guy Edmund who's undefeated, who's just been fucking everyone up. The, the, he trains with Edmund Tarverdian, right? Yeah. Yeah, the, 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 the young kid, right? Uh, I like him. I like him over Brunson. I want Brunson to win. I do. Although he did tweet something that him and uh, that guy Ali Abdulaziz were wrestling in the bed yesterday. Because Ali was like, Ali put up like, name someone who I tapped and then uh, in grappling. And then Derek was like, you didn't tap me. And he goes, then Ali goes, we were in bed together. And then all these memes fucking came up. Uh, with, <laughs> Which made my Sunday. Like wrestling in bed. Everyone was like, pause. <laughs> well, listen, both you guys. Johnny Case, it was your birthday yesterday, right? Johnny? That's right, yeah. What did you get for your birthday? Yep, yep, it was. Really what? drunk. You got really drunk. Nice. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. I also celebrated your birthday yesterday. Well, Vic, I can't wait to see you back in the, in the octagon. One of my favorite fighters, dude. You know that. Uh, just, uh, Johnny Case, PFL, fuck yeah, man. Win that million dollars. All right, get that, get that million. Hell yeah. Greg Wilson, thank you. Guys, thanks for coming on the show. All right, later, guys. I, I appreciate you guys. Take care, guys. Thank you. I'm a